0: All right, so welcome to episode 57 of the Grindhouse Podcast. I'm your host, Edwin Cabrera. Across the screen from me is my homie, way back. Uh, This guy, fucking, I love this man. We have him here coming fucking pretty much every other week when we're doing sidebars, so get used to him. It's my man, JDM John. What's up, John? Yo, what's good? Y'all see me in the race, you know what I'm saying? Oh, shit.
1: Uh, You know, we still out here in these streets, but... You know how we do. I do everything like a little bit. Music, cars. You look like <laughs> you're parked in a virtual parking garage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. There's no like good virtual background to show. Like the I was looking for the RR like thing behind my head. Like every time <laughs> you, I... <laughs> ball, you you ball. You got it. Yeah, it's fine. You caking. You got that virtual phantom. Yeah, you, you know what I'm saying. You see the roof. We got the you know the. <laughs> The Lotus Leaf Roof. Y'all ain't seen that <laughs> <Apple> before. <Fools. laughs>
0: That's
2: fully custom.
0: I love I love how your skin is molding into the the actual vehicle. You know? Yeah, yeah.
1: It's yeah. Like you are yeah, one I'm with saying. the
0: phantom. If you a build a, car, a great car, you got to be the car. You know what I'm saying?
1: So anyway, let's move forward.
0: <laughs> uh, so on my other fucking screen is uh, my co-host, Chris Martin, a.k.a. Krita.
2: Yo, what's up guys? Real quick, uh, like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. It helps us out a lot. Uh, Share it with your friends. Uh, We have some new merch. Edwin's wearing our new beanie. Uh, Hit us up and we can hand deliver it to you uh, locally. Uh, Also, if you want to check out our other merch, it's uh, grindhost.store.
0: It's cold out right now, snowing. You probably got to go shovel tomorrow. It's going to be probably you know 10 degrees the rest of the week you might as well pick up a new grindhouse hat chuck that old beanie away you know
2: yeah with a nice fresh, done. fresh one
0: all right yeah. so what do we have for topics today uh, Krita? uh
2: we have a lot of stuff uh that we want to talk about uh the Styles p video that he just put out uh, he he complains about publishing um yeah, so let's let's watch the video. All
0: right, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna play this video real quick. Let's let's peep this. I this. Lost the video one second.
3: Now, if you're a signed artist and you have publishing, you have to understand that even if you have a publishing quorum, you understand, there is no union for you. You you, you get what I'm saying? There's no union to help you fix the publishing. You got to go to the publishing house. You got to go to your publisher. You got to give you a dispute. And either they hear you or they fix it or they don't, but there's nobody, you know, I, I deal with people who work in regular things. I deal with Lou Picante. He's the runner of the Teamsters, local Teamsters union for, you know, the sanitation workers and, and things of that nature. They have a union. and have someone representing them. You understand what I'm saying? So here's what I want to teach y'all. And here's where you have to be, who you say you are. Um, for years, like I'm not coming at Puff. I love Puff. I swear to God to you, I love Puff. He's a he's a he's a he's a, he's my big bro. I learned a lot from the game. You know what I mean? But business is business at the end of the day. And Puff did give us our publishing back after our last dispute. But he still, you know, the after that album, after the last locks album, we got that. He doesn't take it. I appreciate him. Appreciate him for that. And it's cool. But if you call Sony up and you say something like, now we have a song like Big Papa, right? We always love Big Papa. It's supposed to be for charity. We respect that. Hit Sony up, yo, this is what happened. But guess what? People are collecting on it. You know, it's writers on it. It's, It's all of that. And okay, so now you're collecting on it. Let me get paid. Now, if you ask to get paid from back of the days, they only owe you for the past six years. This is a fact. I don't know why. I don't know who made this shit up. This is why we need a union. Now, I'm figuring if you already know you had an issue and paid someone else on something, you should just be call up me and the other guys who wrote the song and pay them. It's not, a, it's not disrespectful, but if I can't talk to Sony, if I can't figure it out with my publisher, you know, what am I to do? I think a lot of MCs don't even know. So if you've been in a game 20-something years and you found out something that they was doing wrong for 20 years, they're only responsible for six. So I figured once they figured out that problem, like you didn't pay me or something, you would just automatically pay me. Then you pay the producer. Shouldn't you pay the writers, too? And then why are you paying someone who's actually not a writer? That they, that makes no sense, Sony. Now, I know I'm a small-time black guy, but you got to respect people. You gotta respect everyone see like sony why are you paying puff on bmf when i told you to don't pay him on bmf and he told you but you still pay him then you stopped in the states but you pay out of state who am i to talk to i don't want to argue with you guys but then you come to it and you know what they tell me i'm trying to be a gangster and extort someone not puff not puff but the lawyers and sony this is what they tell me you don't have the money for litigation you're trying to extort And this hurts me. You know why? Because the next person who doesn't have another fucking life on the side or have another business on the side is going to fall victim to this shit because there's no union or no one to speak to. I'm trying to figure out. If I got songs with Mariah Carey, j BMF, Acom, fucking myself, Good Times, Lodge Joints. The numbers the numbers I don't make enough. Maybe the other people do. I can tell you what I make. I think on publishing for my solo catalog, I make more money on On side features than I do with my publishing. I make money with more money with cameo. I make more money with fucking whistling than I do with publishing. It's embarrassing that you can't really figure this shit out and they always got some fucking loophole that you can't figure out. I'm tired of it, though. Fuck it, y'all ain't got to pay me, but y'all gonna figure out the way to pay the kids. I make less than twenty. I think I want to say I want to make less than for my personal catalog. I think I make less than twenty-five Gs a year. I don't know how it is. You, it's confusing to me. I want to understand. So if you have a, a whole lifetime of catalog, the only responsible to pay you for the last six years, they can tell you, "Nah, I ain't feeling you. We ain't paying you on that." And you ain't got that money to litigate with me. You fucked it right. Bro, We I thought Big Papa was, you know, nobody was eating off that. Now nah, everybody's eating off of it, but not us. And I'm telling you, I ain't eat. And I don't want to eat.
0: He says one more thing. I'll stop it here. But he says something later on about like the labels only have to pay you for like the last six years of some shit. So if they were fucking you. They only have to pay you for the last six years of whatever they were fucking you. That is if you found out that they were fucking you, which is mm-hmm. completely like, aw- like that. ass backwards. Yeah. yeah, he says it yeah. later on. I, I, can, I can play it on. I was trying to wait for him to get to that point. But obviously he says he already said a lot as is so much to unpack. He better. did
2: mention something like that in the beginning about like not being paid like in the six yeah. month thing. So, um, yeah, I didn't I didn't know that's uh, like a thing that labels do um
0: he's telling you that's he's box, telling you exactly um, from an artist who's been literally a part of a label for well over 20 years he's literally telling you what's happening and he, tell, he gives you dollar amounts too like did you hear how much makes about 25k off of his own publishing yeah. a year. Mm-hmm. that's nothing
2: yeah no that's nothing <clears throat> um and uh, one point that he said he talked about unions um i Totally agree. I, I think that's what artists are are missing. I mean, you know, you look at obviously like other industries, like have unions, like film has unions and things like that. So like, why can't music have like a union?
1: Well, do you think a union will actually fix anything? Um, not, not that like, I don't believe in unions or whatever, but it's that, um, like, I, I had some time to unpack this whole situation in my mind. And I don't know if this is the right thing to think about, but it's like, you know, you hear about artists getting like fucked on their deal all the time. Right. But like, you sign into a major label like Sony and like all those guys. Like, you know, I don't know nothing about how the contract lays out, but I was thinking about it as just like, you know, like we hear about 360 deals and all that stuff. But like back in the day, like these artists were taking like, you know, like an advance of, would say ballpark like a $700,000 advance right and it's like that's a initial pay cut but it's like that 700000 like what we're learning now is like that's how they were keeping the lights on at Sony you know like that was people's bonuses that they were like you know everybody at Sony like the corporate offices was eating off of this you know what I mean so it didn't matter
2: <clears throat> well also like with the advance thing a lot of artists like you know sometimes they're just they're not in the know, like your advances, you, you have to pay that back in royalties. So like, mm-hmm. you know, you might get a, a you know, a $500,000 advance, but you know, you might not see a royalty check for a few years. So, mm-hmm. you know, you gotta, you gotta spend your, your money wisely, but you know, that's, that's also a, a problem. With well, it's our- a
0: problem. Exactly. Cause people, I mean, especially if you don't come from money and then you got all this money to exactly. invest exactly. in your career you know, some of that money is going to be invested elsewhere at the same time, because some of that investing cool. in your career is like buying that flashy shit as well, and then like you end up oh exactly you know jumping you know like whereas you're going to spend that all that money into like your product and obviously you know appearance is a part of that as well, but like a lot of people go on the deep end because it's like when you're when you're somebody who didn't come from money and you're just giving that amount, like I think the label there is expectation that you're going to fuck it up somehow. You know, what yeah. I'm saying? because they're it's they eat better when you're bound to some sort of whatever it is that that they whatever hole they allow you to dig yourself for them to be able to control you. And I yeah. feel like Stiles P is talking about that a little bit. And he was talking about Diddy. And it's it's I, I think he kept it super professional. I feel like he could have gone any in the past. Obviously, he said a few things, but you know, like he got he could have gone so much deeper with Diddy. But at the end of the day, he's like, Diddy did let me out. And, you know, of, of whatever you know, contractual agreement I had with him, you know, it obviously took a long time for it to get to that point, but he eventually did. And um, you know, it's just like it, it's the it, he's like he's, he wasn't faulting Diddy for being a part of the game, but he was pretty much saying like, like we're all a part of the problem. We have to fix it. Like and we definitely have to fix it for this new generation. Like this is not something like and he's right, man. He shouldn't be how old is Styles P right now? He shouldn't be making 25 K a year. Office, but like, like imagine all the other side hustle he has to do just to make ends meet and that's the legend we're talking about that shouldn't have happened so like i do think that the union would help because it would like having a union would essentially ha- it, it would be i feel like insurance against things you don't know that that especially vets in the game know and understand and can speak to more of the young people especially when you're first getting in this game you don't you're so green, like bright-eyed, you know, you don't know what you're falling into. You just, you're giving an opportunity and you don't wanna blow an opportunity. So whatever opportunity you're given, you're gonna take. And usually that opportunity comes with someone, so like a lot of chains, you know what I'm saying? So I feel like a union would help because it would at the very least allow for younger artists to be guided by veteran artists and also veteran artists to be, to eat off of the newer generation. So it would be, I would see it as a symbiotic, symbiotic relationship. You know, because these young guys, I, I definitely do feel feel like they need guidance. And being in a union, the thing about being in union is your your your, it's, it's everyone. It's not just your voice; it's everybody's voice. So it's like if, if, if you know, if the union does something, like you're expected to go with the union. So it's you know, like if you go against the union, like for whatever reason, because you want to go with, but it's it's it, that's typically not how a strong union moves. So if if, if the hip, hip hop actually had a union and not just a union but a a strong union where like if they say some shit like we're not going to release music until these deals with these streaming whatever are are ratified and we get a a larger percentage of the cuts for whatever that's a strong union i mean you look at the unions baseball look at baseball's union that is one of the strongest union ever like those baseball players have it so easy and then you look at football those football players they never have a guaranteed contract that union is, is much different than the baseball players you know so it's like unions can go either way it could be beneficial or it could sometimes like not be as strong as it should be it all depends on having a union and i feel like pop just needs a union to begin with before we get to that place of like judging whether the union is strong enough or not i do think it could be beneficial to have one though
1: I, yo. So so what when, we, when you pointed out like okay like um the union
0: will like you know
1: like not just the union but like when people get money they spend it on this, that, and the third, right? You get your, you get your advance and like you got to be flashy and get the, you know, whatever. These are, you're talking about like financial literacy, right? And the way I've always perceived like a lot of financial institutions is that it does prey on people who are not as, you know, like educated about what to do or things to look out for. You know what I mean? Like an example of like other industries, I know this is a music podcast. So I'll get back to like, the, the record label thing, but I think about it a lot when it's like, um, you know, uh, financing a car, you know what I mean? It's like, basically like the process of purchasing purchasing a vehicle is actually quite predatory in nature. When you look at contractually, the things that they make you sign up for, right? You have like your documentation fees, you have, you know, like outside of like other governing bodies, things such as like taxes and stuff. right? there are things that could be tacked onto there that will actually ensure that you are paying way more than what this is because it's it's money in their pocket at the end of the day. The other side of it is that a lot of people know that like you can get financed for a car and get like a super high APR rate and all that stuff just because they know that like your chances of actually flipping over and not being able to pay for that car so high that they'll probably just get that thing back anyway. You know what I mean? So they made some money off of you no matter what. And then they're going to just turn around and sell that car again. So when I think of the music industry, I think of it as like they're investing in the fact that like, yo, Styles P and the Locks probably doesn't know what they're going to do with this money. You know what I mean? Like when you're from the the hood or whatever, like you get like a $700,000 check. Like how are you supposed to know how to act when
0: you didn't even know really like what like a couple thousand might do for you? You know what I'm saying? It's not, like, it's not like those deals come with an accountant that's gonna like, I mean, obviously an accountant is something that you get, but like, it's not like, it's gonna be like, we're gonna, this deal comes with everybody that's gonna have your back and make sure that everything that's in your best interest is being looked at. That's, that's not yeah. how the business is gonna work. So like, it's easy, yeah. like it's, you're, you're signing a contract with sharks. And it's like, unless you have that, like somebody who's in the know and like somebody who's able to represent you, who knows who's been in the business. Mm-hmm. And even then, that person might be the one it's like, it's the music industry is like, it's full of sharks at the end of the day. I
2: I mean, it, it, I mean, it's very similar to, so how banks operate. I mean, it's, or like taking out a car loan, it's labels are basically investment banks. That's what they do. They invest money into you in hopes that they get a return. They take a percentage of whatever you you're making um, and lock you in for essentially like life, you know, um, Mm -hmm. So it's you're, you're selling selling your music to them uh, and then they own the masters so um and then when they have no use for you they they just go and sell you masters
0: and and, and did he let staus out of that deal i feel like more as a black man than as a businessman it wasn't it wasn't because businessmen they would never let stas out of a deal that he signed that's a good deal for whoever signed him to that deal which is yeah people. Mm-hmm. he did he did it off the strength you know like sure like and this has been a conversation that has been going on for forever but he finally did let him out of the deal you know and he didn't have to do that i feel like that was more of like Diddy being like as a black man I'll, i'm gonna give this to you you know like but he didn't theoretically he didn't have to do that uh, and that's what mm-hmm. stout talks about like he was getting robbed with diddy but diddy at the end of the day let him out of his deal you know these other people that he signed to that also had money in him they're not going to do that. They don't, you know, it's not going to be off the strength, you know, so it's, 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 it is it's it's what it is, but it, it is a strong lesson for I feel like young people to learn learn about when they are getting involved with labels, but also like, you know, what to the point that Styles P was saying, like, I think a union would really help the, especially the newcomers a lot. And I think it would help the old, the old cats who aren't releasing any records or whatever the case is, because like you would like, there, there's a pay and there's dues, union dues or whatever like that, that would help, you know these older acts be able to sustain more. You know because twenty five thousand a year for Stiles' piece like body of work is is sickening. Sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> yeah, man. I I hope he um. You know I hope like you know what like he said at the end or well towards the end of what we watch, right. He was like I hope some young boys are able to um. You know like uh, we don't got to get paid, but we want the young boys to get paid. You know what I mean? It's like get yeah, these kids get money and stuff like that. It's like I think. It's like when you walk into Sony. I've never been in Sony myself, but I imagine like there's a wow factor, right? It's like, oh man, you're like in a corporate world now. Like you have got the execs, you got the beautiful offices, and like they're promising you, le- you know, everything in the world, right? Because like when you were the artist, or rather, like any type of like creator, I feel like you yeah, gotta remember like you are the product, right? So like very likely. So like, since you are the product, you do have an expiration date and you also are like, you have a really narrow window of time where you're hot and then you're not. Right. So I think like artists, like, unfortunately like the music industry is just going to be predatory until we decide to change it. You know what I mean? Like with all these smaller labels such as grindhouse coming up that, you know I'm saying? Shout out to y'all. Like for like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you gotta have, like, all these, like, small subset companies that start to pop up because now the big companies are just, like, yo, like, nobody's coming to sign with us because, like, y'all taking, like, seven, you know, seven, eight million dollar bonuses off of, like, a mad artist, but then, like, ripping them off at the same time. Whereas, like, I think, like, um, I was listening to, uh, like, another pod where the, the person on there was just, like, yo, like, let's just be on our masterpiece shit. And like sell like 500 units out the trunk of the car you know and i'm just like yo that 500 units might not seem like a lot of money but you probably like learn so much more and probably get even more movement on the street than you would
0: i think i I really do think it's playing the long game versus the short game the short game is if you get signed by a label they're financing your career but eventually that door is going to come knocking and they expect that money back the long game is you do it all yourself you create some traction yourself. It's gonna cost you some bread eventually, but hopefully you make some bread along the way. And once you get hot, like you know, some of these the, like you know rappers who've been independent throughout, um, you know, once you get hot, that money's going straight up to you, you know. And then there's some rappers who like they they get hot, they sign a deal, but it's a deal in their favor, and they can get out of the deal, like you know, and 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 be able to go independent again. We've seen that with a few artists. But like at the end of the day, once you if you play the long game. You know, you're you're gonna get a better deal because you have a better negotiating, you know, position to be in. If you're if you're trying to just get discovered through a label, that's I feel like that's usually when you're getting fucked. So, I mean, uh, so, so yeah, a, uh,
2: definitely. In and in a good example of what you just said um, is is Griselda. Um, yeah. They basically built up their fan base themselves, and then literally made the labels come to them you know, for deals. So, I mean, I think that approach is far better and I think you'll have, you know, a, a better career from it. But so people
0: got to eat, people got to eat. Yeah. That's where the, that's where the predatory factor comes in with the music industry. They know people got to yeah. eat. That's what they're relying on. Anyway. And I also
2: think, I also think just one thing in, in why you're seeing so many artists, you know, push the idea of owning their, their publishing. Also just being independent. Um, Yeah. I, I, just, I think you're gonna see more, more of that, uh, going forward.
0: Word. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> all right, you want to transition? Yeah,
2: let's yeah. let's let's talk about. Uh, so, I recently did some like sort of like market research in basically all the hip hop hubs plus Boston. Uh, one thing I, I did notice is that there's like way less fans of of hip hop uh, in Boston, which. Makes a lot of sense, but um, just like less hip hop fans that interact with, with, uh, you know, just
0: hip hop content,
2: hip hop content. Yeah. Um, and it, obviously last week we interviewed Juke and he mentioned like you have so many like artists here, but you don't have like people that support who, who are just like just general fans of hip hop. You don't have that here. Or you don't have a lot of it here, um, and I, I think in other places you definitely have that, but I don't know if Boston has that. It's mostly like the people that are in the hip hop shit here, or an artist, or you know, you, you do media, you're like an engineer, you're you're something, you you have some involvement in the community. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, I um I I think that. That's not surprising to me. I think it's something that we've already mentioned before on on the podcast, all the way from the beginning, first episode, we've talked about that. The fact that, you know, there is a large community of people who are very, the artists here are supportive, super supportive of each other. It's great to see that it hasn't always been that way, but it definitely has become the culture in Lynn um and the community hasn't been as supportive and we've talked about that multiple times with multiple guests you know and i i we've we've had you know juke is one you talked about i i talk about estes you know what, what his experience was as well you know he talked about how like he felt like he had to go elsewhere to really kind of get his career moving and i think that there's a, a lot of truth to that you yeah. know um and so we've had different people's takes on on this conversation it just i guess these numbers kind of back up Exactly what all those people have said, and 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 um, yeah, something I guess for us to consider. And I, I also think that like, while the numbers do show that, I I am still of the firm belief that it's up to us, like, what if we care that much? Like I I think first of all, if you love what you do, you don't really care who cares. Like. If, if somebody's like following you or whatever like you get you, th- this shit is going to happen whether people fucking support it or not but if we do want to get more people to support because we want to hopefully be able to get like um you know just recognition for the, the shit that's happening um i think that burden falls on us as like supporters of the culture and also like people of the culture of, of hip-hop and lynn um obviously you and i were working on a few things to try to get you know more community engagement but i do think that like you know, uh, uh, th- that is a level of, of something that needs to be done is is for us to be more connected with the with the community. And I, I think that not just us, but we have to push people at City Hall to be more connected with the community because there's a huge hip hop community here. So we got to make sure that we're getting supported by, you know, the, the, the people in the culture, but also the people who are able to give funds for us to, you know, like there's a lot of grants and shit like that that, I feel that people can get out there that, 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 that really can support the culture. There's a lot of like, You know um i don't know there's there's just a lot of ways to raise awareness of the culture and i feel like if we as people who support and fuck with the culture try to move forward in that direction you know if you build it they'll come essentially Hmm.
1: yeah i think um hip-hop isn't isn't just uh the one detail in boston also that doesn't have like that hardcore community support Or like, you know, you hear about you got to leave Massachusetts to basically go do whatever it is you want to like, you know, or into sometimes like, like compared to New York City, right? It's like, I'm sure like if there wasn't like a big enough support system, like we probably wouldn't know nothing about New York hip hop in its entirety. Because you have clusters of hip hop all over the Northeast, such as like Connecticut even, right? Like Hartford and all that stuff. I'm sure they got some stuff going on. You might even have something in like New Hampshire, that we don't know about you know what i'm saying like there's hip-hop clubs even in colleges and stuff i don't think like hip-hop doesn't exist i just think that like honestly like in the northeast we just don't come together enough to really like support each other you know what i'm saying it's not like new york it's not like florida it's not like atlanta it's not about like the west coast it's like it's like we all kind of like work within these little like confines of like all the same subject but no one's yeah. like you know the, the community's
0: not there i'm sure it is though I'm gonna, I'm gonna play devil's advocate for the people who don't support, even though obviously you know who the fuck I am. I definitely support the culture, but I'm gonna play devil's advocate for people who don't support the culture. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this. I think that people, sometimes you can be as talented as they fucking come, but at the end of the day, what people want is a proof of concept. They want something that's already been established. They want something that's already been recognized as being good. They want something that's mainstream. Like you see what Joyner's doing in Worcester. Like people need a co- like Like we wish that people were like at people in Atlanta that can see it happen. But that's because Atlanta has had star power after star power after star power come through. Atlanta's been running hip hop for a long time. So it's easy for them to get into the, the, the ground early because they, they've had a proof of concept with a lot of, of the, the acts that they've put out. You know, same thing in New York, same thing in L.A. Even though in L.A. we I hear all the time that the the support over there is also lackluster. But like I think in Lynn, because in Lynn, Boston, Massachusetts in general, aside from Joyner, I think and even Joyner until he popped. And he's actually my example. Like, I think people around here, because they don't get it that often. We haven't had like a huge hip hop star that really reps Boston you know, Guru's from Boston, but he really kind of reps New York, especially like, you know, like during some, I feel like he was more New York than he was Boston. Um, I think people just need a proof of concept. People need somebody that they already know is famous. And and once you are, then that's when you have this, it's sad to say, but I think it's just like the truth behind people. They don't, you know, it is what it is.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the proof of concept thing is like, it's so real, right. It's like, um, The thing is, you don't get to approve of concept by just leaving. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think like it's kind of like we talked about in the past subject, right? With Styles P and like Sony and stuff like that, where it's like, all right, like since y'all just gonna fuck us over, we're just gonna go make our own record label. You know what I'm saying? It's like proof of concept-wise, I think it's beautiful what you guys are doing in Lynn. Like when I follow like your topics and content and stuff, it's like, yo, like, there's like for real hip hop in Lynn, there's for real hip hop in Boston. Like, you go to Worcester and probably throw a show, and there's probably be a lot of hip hop heads that show up, right? It's like, that's the kind of, I feel, um like, like, generation, like, like generating that, like, energy within your own area. Cause it's like, you know what? Like, if people aren't gonna latch on to you because it's hot, today, like, you're already hot, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, it's, like, you might as well create your own hype within the circles that understand that shit because eventually it's, like, it's like a crowd mentality, right? Like, people are going to be, like, oh, yo, like, I heard this one artist locally is really good because, like, I actually heard him banging on a car that was driving by or something.
2: Yeah.
1: You know what I mean? Um, it's Um I, I don't know. I feel, like, how, how do you guys feel about this when it comes to, like, how do you keep motivated when things aren't going hot, getting hot for you?
2: I mean, I'm just a big advocate of, like, just pushing forward like you're not gonna have good days every day so like if we're not feeling the love like we just keep it moving we, we go into the next thing you know so what about you edwin
0: yeah man i i agree i think um i i i've been i i've had my shit kicked in plenty of times and you know i've, I've been able to take my steps back and then you know continue moving forward i think i think the main thing is not giving up you know what i'm saying like if you love it at the end of the day, you don't, if it, 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 nothing, as long as you're doing what you love, I think it, like it, that's all that really matters. And you're going to have your days where that shit is tough. Like what, doing what you love is tough and days where that shit is paying the fuck off. But like it's some of those days are few and far between, but I, you know, I'm with you, man. I think that you gotta, like, if you love it, man, you just got to keep doing it.
2: Mm-hmm. That's why we do it. All right, so do we want to move on to uh, the next topic? Let's do it. Any last words? Market, son. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's talk about uh, Conway le- Conway supposedly leaving Griselda. Yeah, I think it's bullshit. But
0: yeah, I think I he think he it's... just went on the Joe Bun podcast, and I think he just talked about that. That's obviously not the case. But mm-hmm. at the same time he's not saying that it's not fully the case. It's somewhere in between. It's absolutely somewhere in between. Because he, he, if you, if you listen to, I've listened to the Joe Biden podcast. He pretty much states that like, you know, their family, like obviously nothing will get in their way, but they don't have to be together 24 seven. Like, yeah. I think that really says it all, even though it's, it says a little but it says so much at the same time. And then he mentioned how he's doing his thing with drum work. I think that says yeah. it all. I think he really is focusing on his own thing but it's, it's not going to be like they're going to be bitter enemies it's going to be probably not, I, I wouldn't say it probably would be to the same degree as Outcast like outcast with like you know andre 2000 and big boy like you know they just stopped making music together C- like, and see like they're yeah. good they're friends and everything's perfect they just stopped making music i don't think it'll be to that level um but i definitely do see uh conway kind of moving in his own way um, I, he's talked about being an executive before, so is West Side Gun. Like, I, be, I believe they both want to be bosses as opposed to just rappers. Um, you know, and um, you know, it is what it is, but I, I do think that there's some truth to it still.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, the thing too, uh, you know, they obviously they all have their own deals elsewhere. You know, it's like Griselda is like the thing that they all kind of like have in common, it's but you know, you have like deals at shady you have deals forget where else they have deals at but it's it's just like yeah they're they're all just doing their own thing and you know I, they they can't be doing the same thing together all the time you know you always have to do like introduce something new and do different things like we've so seen
0: that it. we've seen that trick that's like the oldest trick in the book though for the most part is is to to, to open as a group to start as a group. And then when you guys catch some hot, some success, you guys get hot, then y'all release solo albums. You see it with every group. I mean, Migos did it. Like, they, they, they all do it. Like, you know, like yeah. Way Lee just did it with, you know, like they all do it. They start off as a group, they get hot, and then they do release the solo albums. And sometimes they stay as a group. And sometimes that was it. The group was their entrance into the music business. And now they, they're split off forever. So, it, you know, we've seen it plenty of times.
2: Do you? Do you I'm, say, I'm, I'm, okay. Yeah. Go, go ahead, John. Go
1: ahead. I was gonna say, um, like, kind of like what you're saying, Chris. It's like I'm, I'm a believer that. Um, hold on, did I freeze?
0: Nope, you good?
1: Okay, Chris did. Uh, it's like, <clears throat> but I'm, am a believer that, like, you know, like, cr- a crews come together, y'all create some good music, good work, whatever, right? And like, really get yourselves put on the map. But like, that's not to say that it's a bad thing that y'all like, you know, like, kind of break off and do your own thing. Like, I think like when we look at um, him leaving Griselda, it's like yo is it really on a bad thing you know what i'm saying like is it is it that, that big of a deal that like you know like a, an artist decides to go solo and kind of do their own thing because like to you guys' point right you can't be doing the same thing all the time but also maybe he just has other interests like becoming an executive at a different like at a label or something like that is not part of griselda's like you know like history <laughs> right um yeah. So I, I don't think it should be looked at as a bad way at all it's like you know like when you think about crews it's like you know like y'all might have your run you know what I'm saying and then y'all break off and kind of do your own thing but it's like life kind of happens you know you can't be a crew forever like maybe their crew only worked out when they're only like you know at that age at that time you know what I'm saying like all the stars aligned were like you know like they can make that kind of music and do that kind of thing together all the time but like he talked about being a father, you know what I'm saying? And doing all this other stuff. And it's like, maybe that's just not what, um, you know, that crew was really trying to see. And, you know, he was like, well, I got to break off and do my own thing now. You know
0: what I'm saying? I'm not going to take it. Somebody talk. Right
2: oh, it it I honestly thought you guys froze. <laughs> Cause it froze like when John was talking. So. But my internet sucks um, Yeah So I mean that's all the thoughts I had on that um, Also I You know I think some of it was like To create some some chatter around uh, You know Conway and people do that You know they stir the pot a little bit So people kind of like Keep talking about them and, and whatnot But But yeah Let's, let's move on to uh, Robin Hood Uh, thing that happened Um, I'm sure most people are familiar with what happened
0: about the whole podcast this is the thing I want to talk about this is exciting
2: well Edwin bring us into it because I feel like you are the resident stock guy
0: (laughs) so um, what's happening right now is pretty much Occupy Wall Street 2.0 only this time we're playing their game and we're fucking them with it Um, so if you have some extra money laying around uh, this is not financial advice, but if you have some extra money laying around and you want to fuck some hedge fund people, um, invest your money in uh, GameStop, AMC, and uh, Nokia. There's a few up there also. I think BlackBerry, Naked, uh, Bed Bath and Beyond. I think there's a few companies out there that I guess these hedge fund billion dollar companies, more than billion dollar. Companies, I mean, they have they have a lot, a lot of money, uh, a lot of your money actually, a lot of our money. Um, when we talk about what's been happening the last year, where like a lot of the wealth has been transferred more towards the 99%, uh, the, the, I'm sorry, the 1%, that was last year. I mean, if you look, a lot of people lost their jobs, but a lot of people got rich. A lot of those Wall Street fat cats got rich and a lot of people, a lot of us lost our jobs and we're relying on, you know, a $600 check coming in. Um, so this is a way for you guys, for people out there, to, to, the 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 average Joe to really kind of fuck the, the, um, uh, the, the Goliath, I guess of our country. And, um, I don't know, get in, get in on uh, some fun stocks. So I, uh, I personally have put some money into AMC and Nokia. I don't, I'm not, I'm not that rich for, uh, for, for uh, GameStop stock. Cause I think you have to buy a full share. Um, Robin hood, I guess they tried to get, uh involved in this whole shenanigan. So uh um, I didn't even explain the short yet. That was just that was kind of like the backstory. I got go to the short now. So the the so what's happening with GameStop is there's a short which is in stock investing with stocks you either are investing long or you're investing short. Investing long means you're putting money in so that the stock eventually goes up in price, hopefully goes up in price. And if it goes up in price, you've earned some money. Obviously, if it goes down in price, you've lost some money. Only thing with when you invest in long, you can only lose as much as you put in. So if you put in a hundred dollars and that stock rises but then hits zero and lose you know loses all value, you you only lost that hundred dollars. The thing with shorting is you can lose so much more than what you actually put in because with shorting, what you're doing is you're buying, you're borrowing stock. You're taking stock out on a loan at a certain rate. Let's say you you borrowed a hundred stocks at a dollar. You're taking that stock. You're then you have a deal with that loaner to like return that stock maybe 30 days later, right? So you have 30 days to give that stock back, and whatever that price of the stock is, your it doesn't matter because you borrowed it at you know, $1, you to borrow 20 shares at a dollar or whatever, I said, a hundred shares at a dollar. So that's what you need to give back, you know, plus interest, plus whatever interest. And so you're like, cool, I'll give that back in 30 days. And so in your head, you're like, I'm gonna jack up the price of this thing. I'm gonna sell it to some schmuck. That thing is gonna go crashing down. When I return it back to you, it's gonna be at the price you asked for. I'm gonna make so much money off of selling it at a high point after, it, you know, and then once it dumps, whoever I sold it to is gonna get so screwed, but I'm gonna make so much money. And that's that, right? Only thing is what they don't bet on is people actually keeping the stock stock afloat. Because at the end of the day, they need to return that stock back at the 30 days, they need to return it to the loaner that they borrowed it from. But if that stock is still, let's say, for example, you bought it at a dollar, you know, a hundred shares for a dollar. And that stock is at $5. You got, you got, you got some, uh, some, uh, 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 debts, you know, that you've incurred because now you essentially owe, uh, 5 whats it 5 times, what is it? Five times what you've borrowed it for. Mm-hmm. That's just, and that's just. The, the I, that's just me making it simple. What these hedge fund people owe with this the, with with GameStop being at three hundred, you know, and what they what they um shorted it out as, and all these people getting involved, essentially they can wind up losing all of their income through this. Every, every, they've already lost, I think, what they say, 53% of uh, their investments in January through this, through GameStop. So this is literally the only way, not the only way, I don't know enough about stock. to know all the other legal loopholes or whatever. This is definitely one of those things that um, they over leveraged, they over shorted, they, they got greedy, and they tried to short a company over 100%. And this is what happens. But they did not see this happening because they didn't, essentially, you don't, you never expect the internet to internet until the internet. And that's what happened. The Mm -hmm. internet interneted, and everybody got involved. And now everybody knows not only if we buy into GameStop will we make money, but we will also be fucking a goddamn hedge company up at the same time. And people, that is worth a million dollars, if not whatever the share is at now, which is right around 200 something dollars. So again, if you feel like fucking some people up, you know where to invest in. Um, I am not a financial advisor, so if you lose all your money, it's not my fault. Uh, but that's pretty much the situation that's happening. Just real quick, Robinhood, why they're involved in this is that they got involved in the fucking middle. I was, I actually put money in. I've actually bought AMC at like a super cheap rate or whatever like that. They actually stopped GameStop um, shares from being bought. They stopped. AMC shits from being bought. They stopped Nokia shits from being bought. They were just like, no, no, you guys are doing crazy. You guys can't do that. That's fucking illegal. They, they're they not supposed to do that. They did that anyway under some bullshit. I forgot what excuse they were saying. And I've been actually getting emails from them trying to, they've been trying to explain why yeah. they, they did. And well, they- they're trying to say,
2: Um, they're trying to say that they didn't have the the, the funds to, to fund those stocks because obviously they have to leverage and like, like, but it's stupid. I I don't quite believe it.
0: Yeah, I don't believe it either. But um now everybody hates Robin Hood, so um, you know, good luck. Like it's funny because obviously their branding is Robin Hood and they're you know, they've meant they tried to brand themselves as like the little guy, the 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 you know, they're taking from the rich and giving back to the poor. And with one move, they've undid everything that they built. Yeah. So quickly.
1: Hold on. Hold on for for, for all the listeners out there, could you explain what Robinhood is?
0: Uh, Robinhood is the, uh, the old uh, tale of the, uh, what is it, some fairy the, and green? No, no, no,
2: no, the app. The app. app. What,
0: what, oh. what is it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the app is uh, an investment app. So you can buy stocks through that app. All
1: right. So, so Robinhood came along and was like, hey, yo, y'all ain't doing this no more. Shut it down. Right, that's, yep. that's the gist of all this. Yeah. So, so I have a couple of things that came up to my mind about this. All right? When you when you do a short hold or whatever it is that you were explaining, where like you know a bunch of people started buying in and the prices started going up and the company started, yeah, it's yeah. like, how can something be artificially inflated in value just because people own it?
2: Yeah, it's just the- that's just the stock market. That's, That's stock just market. how it is, right?
1: It, it's right. it's so, literally speculation. So my question is, is like, or my actual question is, and this is like, you know, we we got into this a bit about what like, John, you at know, the crypto. End the day,
0: yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, what the, the what you the stock is worth, how much people think it's worth. Mm-hmm. That's really all. No, and I,
1: I I get that. I get that. It's just more so of like, yo, like, like systemically, right? Is this just the equivalent of printing money, more or less?
0: No, I mean, I guess, yeah. I mean, yeah, for sure. In a like, point,
2: yeah, I, I would say so. Yeah, it's similar. Yeah. right,
1: because like, cause a stock really isn't nothing. Like, it's a, it's an assessed amount of value that a company is worth, right? And it's a percentage of ownership of that particular entity. Yeah. And so, you know, like for example, right? Like if uh if you bought like this mug and it's a dollar, right? And, like, you bought it at a dollar. There's only 20 mugs, and everybody wants this mug. And I could just basically keep saying, like, yeah, this mug is now worth $20, $50, $80, $120. So there's still only 20 mugs, right? Where is that money coming from? Like, do we actually have to have somebody buy out that stock in order for us to get the money that we say it is?
0: Yeah. Um that i don't know yeah yeah uh, you, you have to, this is why i'm just a small-time investor john you yeah.
2: know that's why he's using Robinhood. that's
0: why i use robin hood <laughs> <laughs> Not-
2: he doesn't have all the inter- <laughs> I, answers
1: like, like i'm i'm all for fucking the system don't get me wrong like those dudes what they do that's some real shitey shit you know what i'm saying but like I, I really have these questions of like yo like it's such as bitcoin right it's like i know like it's worth like a bajillion dollars now we missed the boat by since 2006 or whatever it is like i get that right like when we were chilling in a basement and bitcoin came up for 14 cents a share we were just like yo what the hell is bitcoin <laughs> right but like but now i'm just like yo like if that shit's really worth like fifteen thousand dollars a share, thirty thousand dollars a share, like if I go cash that out, where's that money coming from?
0: I think I think what you're saying, I I agree with everything you're saying, but at the root of it, you're just asking why is money valuable at all? And I would I would say that I don't fucking know. I that 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 you're right. Why is any piece of paper have any fucking value at all? It's just something humans created to be able to control certain things and certain. That's, that's this to me just sounds like printing money right it's like we don't know
1: what the value of a dollar is so i could just say like yo like this mug is 50 million dollars
0: but if but i go if, to cash it think, out the thing is if people think it's 50 million dollars then it's 50 million dollars do you know what i'm saying
1: right but like just because i think something doesn't mean that it really is right no, so like where's but 50 people, million dollars no no, no
0: but it? no but if people If more than one person thinks it's $50 million and somebody is willing to pay $50 million for it, then it's $50 million. But that's the point. Somebody had to pay $50 million. Yeah. None of
1: y'all paid $250 a share for for GameStop, uh, GameStop stock.
0: They did.
1: Where'd that, where'd the, the, where'd that Delta of
0: $248 come from? The market cap, when everybody's putting money into a stock, I feel like that's when the stock rises. That's pretty much, I think, what it is. Like people are buying into the stock, which allows the stock to rise. You know, and there's a certain that amount of shares. There's a certain amount mm-hmm. of shares. So let's say, for example, there's a hundred shares, and people are buying up shares. The 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 whatever you have left is going to get more expensive because there's only so many shares.
1: Mm-hmm. So it's basically like a savings account of like all this money that's being bought in and like that's what's bumping the price up? Um, yeah, the, the
0: bumping, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, uh, what, what, sorry, what'd you say about the savings account thing?
1: So it's, it's like, I'm just envisioning like, all right, like you're saying like there's only like uh, X amount of stocks, right? Yeah. Everybody's buying in and we're saying like, all right, like now one stock is worth $248. So somebody at some point paid $248 for that share.
2: Yeah.
1: Right. But, but that money basically is going into some type of like account where it says like, all right, this is how much money does all this, this whole company is worth. And then when you sell it, you're basically pulling money from that account. Is that
0: right? I think you're overcomplicating it. I, at the I'm going to move on. Just, like, I, I love this, but I feel like it's way, we're getting way, way, way too technical. So I'm going to move on, but like pretty much, what it is is a store of value so people buy into it they think it's worth something so they put money into it the more shares are bought up the more the other shares that's available drives up it's 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 supply and demand it's you know Mm -hmm. yeah i don't have all the answers for it but it's it's pretty much you know i don't know that's all i got
1: (laughs) no i i think it's really interesting stuff i'm just asking like the the layman's term side of it I I, I
0: i think that pretty much is rooted i think that, that is pretty much the layman's terms of like what, like any of these, like whether it be stocks, whether it be cryptocurrency, that's what it is. It's a market cap. You have a certain amount, people are willing to buy into it because they believe in it on some level. They believe that it has mm-hmm. value on some level. So they buy into it. And the more they buy into it, the less there is of that thing because there's always a cap of it, you know. And so mm-hmm. whatever is left, it goes up in value based on what people have bought up already. So it's, you know, like I, I'm not a stock expert at all, but that's pretty much the. As far as you're going to get from me explaining it and that I feel like that's, you know, not, it's not all accurate, but it's pretty accurate, I guess, to the very, very basic levels of what stock market and cryptocurrency and anything that really has any sort of quote unquote value is.
1: Mm -hmm. Interesting. All right, I say your next album drop only have one album like literally one copy of it and do that Wu-Tang thing where you charge like a million dollars for it just to see if somebody will buy it.
0: Which actually, I mean, <laughs> here's the thing. It's, it's people have tried it and failed. People have tried it uh-huh. in it works. Nipsey tried that. Nipsey said that his artwork was worth a hundred dollars, a hundred dollars for his album. And he sold mm. it and he made a ton of money off of that because he set the price. He said that this is worth this much. Who's mm. to say that it's not worth that much?
1: You know what I'm saying? Honestly, when you think about the amount of hours and in investment that's up front on a like on an album, I'm surprised music isn't more expensive. Like, like when you think about what CDs used to go for, which is like ten dollars a CD on a brand new drop or something right, or twelve ninety nine, that seems to be a really good deal when you consider there's like there's like twenty tracks on there.
3: Yeah. You know what I
1: mean? Like, like I I think music is vastly undercharged for it. Like, I think like I, like, I think like on a good album, like something that you have like Mad Replay on or whatever, like I I don't know, like Good Kids, Mad City, for example, right?
0: That album should be like, you know, $80. But the reason is yeah. that is because it, the industry is what the industry is. I think that mm-hmm. if, if Kendrick was independent, he can say, he can create that body of work, say it's worth that much. If he's able to create a, a buzz where people believe it's worth that much, people will pay that much. You know, Mm -hmm. people are stuck in whatever industry that they that's been created before they got there, and they walk into Mm -hmm. that and they're like, "Oh, this is how you play the game." Okay, I'll play the game, and when they lose, they cry foul, as as we've seen with uh, with DAO Speed. But like, you know, that that's what the fuck you're getting into. Just tying Mm -hmm. it back to what the fuck we're talking about earlier, it is what it is. But you don't have to fall into. You can say that your shit is worth whatever, and if you believe it, and if somebody else is willing to pay for it, and they believe it it is you know, it is what it is. It's it's the price Mm -hmm. that you've set it. Uh, that goes for anything. I'm talking, that goes for like everything we talk. stocks, albums, whatever you're charging. Like, you know, why is anything worth anything at the end of the day? <laughs> why mm-hmm. is diamonds worth anything at the end of the day? It's all, it, right. it's all the same question.
2: Or like gold. Like it, yeah. it's, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: All right. Well, uh, let's move on to more depressing things. Um, so. T.I. recently um, is facing some allegations of rape and uh, sex trafficking um, by 15 women. Um, Yeah, super fucked up.
0: Yeah, it's tough to talk about this because like um, when this series of allegations come out and this is like life damaging allegations, I'm always kind of wary unless until like, you know, I believe in due process um you know like unless like it's obvious to the fucking core that something a foul has happened you know um you know if if it's something where it's like somebody's word against somebody else's word um which so far this is kind of what we're getting it's these people these women have come forward and i obviously want I, i believe women absolutely believe women um but i also believe in due process so i i do believe that these women are right to come forward I hope that these women actually seek charges and I hope that there's a fair process, um, for TI if, if something happened or not happened. And we'll see, you know, with the court system, obviously I'm not saying the court system is, is, is fucking you, 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 it's solid. It's like a solid, we can trust it. Um, but in a situation like this, man, like it's so much, I don't know what the fuck happened. I, I wasn't there in the room with TI these allegations. Like, like I said, man, this shit is serious, serious allegations. So, um, I I'm, I don't want to say too much cause I need to see, you know, right now these women who've come forward, a lot of them, I think are anonymous. Yeah. Um, for what I, that for one reason or another, like that, that's okay. But like, I, I feel like where my heart is now is like, I, I definitely would like to see more, uh, an investigation. And I want to know more. Um, but I, I'm too afraid to really say like, fuck TI right now, whatever, because like, um, I don't know, man. It's, 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 uh, there's a lot to think about here. It's a very, very, very serious allegations against him and his, and his wife as well.
2: Yeah. there's definitely a lot to unpack. And, and, you know, I, I definitely don't want to speculate on, on stuff that I don't know. Um, but yeah, apparently there were some messages leaked and things like that. So, um, so yeah, I, I don't know.
0: I will say, um, you know, uh, it's, I always believe that's the truth lies somewhere in between, you know? Um, mm-hmm. so, I mean, like I said, because these women haven't like a lot of these women are anonymous. We don't know like like who they are, whether they or not, they exist. I think if they come forward and, and they are able to show themselves, I think that would like make me believe more that this is like all, you know, uh, even further, like truthful. Um, just because it like, if you're put, willing to put yourself out there, like for me, that just seems like this, why would this person go through the trouble of, of saying this person did something, you know, and coming out and saying, you know, putting their face out there and saying it like, you know, I understand being anonymous because it's like, it, it, it's a painful thing to have to go through. But at the same time, um, I think there is a level of like, uh, me, I guess, like fully, fully understanding and believing if they were to come out and say, you know, they. This is what they went through. Put their face out there, and also file a police report, rather than just like coming out and saying it on a Twitter post. Um, I think that's the first step, and I hope that they continue on and they they go further. If they, you know, like, because it's, it's it's I I'm I choose not to judge people off of Twitter. I choose not to. Twitter is such a, a vile place that like you don't know what's real and what's not. So I choose not to. I, I a lot. So many things come from Twitter that's truthful. That's not truthful. I I choose not to base my whole understanding of what's happening in life off twitter so i just need to see like actual like movement forward like you know before i make any sort of judgment Mm -hmm.
2: yeah definitely i mean twitter is full of like bots and, and all kinds of shit so i definitely get that
0: yeah
1: yeah i think um i think what we'll probably end up running into a lot in our lifetime especially with like all these different artists and stuff when we reference like I'm not saying that I like. I speculate that this is either truth or, or you know, or uh, lies or whatever, but it's just more of, like, when you look at other artists that were, like, major, right, like the Michael Jacksons or R. Kellys of the world and stuff, you know, I think that there is a, um, what is that, like a, a likelihood that these things, this isn't going to be the last time we hear about stuff like this. Um, and it's really sad because these are definitely people that, you know, like, I think of it from you know the uh, the victim's perspective you know what i'm saying like imagine like your voice going against you know somebody who's so powerful and you have you know basically um you know no way of swaying the public and then like you know you find out that you're not the only one who went through this like you know 15 people like that yeah. like if it was uh-huh. like one or two people like you could kind of be like Eh, maybe this is fabricated who knows right but 15 man like that whole three sides to the story perspective like that's who knows? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I'm just, I'm saddened to hear that this is asked to be somebody, especially for TI, it's kind of like, you know, I guess like, I don't mean to make this a light situation because it's not, but like, you know, he, he happens to use like, you know, all these big phrases to explain like, you know, how, what's going on and like, what can be happening and stuff like that. And it's just like, for someone who's, um, you know, um, decently educated about stuff, right. It's just like, damn dude, like, you you are like a, you could be looked up to basically as somebody who can like you know be like a good role model or example for the rest of us you know what I mean like I think I heard about him like you know helping people like you know basically like turn around and not want to commit suicide and things like well, that in the past as well yeah, right
0: I think that's what treat T I tries to be and I think that's what he is to a lot of people I see I see T I as that. But I also see. I don't see Ti as a perfect person. I I do think Ti is like a community leader. I do think he's a role model to a lot of people. But I also do think there's a lot of sides to Ti that isn't like, and and you, it, you gotta like it, it. You know, like for example, like um, the things with his daughter. I'm, if you do you remember, yeah. like you heard about the things with his daughter. No.
2: That's just so, weird.
0: He, yeah, he's he's super, super, super over, too overprotective of his daughter. He talked about like, uh, like, making like che- making sure like the gynecologist like is is like checking to see if her hymen's intact to make sure she's not fucking like just weird, weird, weird possessive shit. And and like when you when you hear news like that, like and then you hear news like this, like it, it like I hate to say it, but it, it does like for some people like it, it does paint a picture of like who like kind of this person is so like he has like and a lot of people like trust him as a community leader and somebody who's like a good person but then other people a lot of women that i've talked to actually too i have had the reservations about ti because he does seem overly possessive of, of women's bodies and mm-hmm. um this this news here it certainly doesn't help his um his image you know and uh so so uh, you know, there's a little bit of like some sort of a track record when it comes to sort of um these sort of things i don't know like like i said man i, I want to wait for there to be an actual investigation where we can get some hard evidence before i like i mean obviously if he did some shit like this is fucked up it's it's fucked. Mm-hmm. I, I you know it's it is it's definitely absolutely fucked up um you know but uh you know it is what it is i guess um till we find out more Wait to see.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dad. All right. Well, let's uh let's jump to CJ Rapper. Um <laughs> he is a rapper that I, I I'm not too familiar with. Um, All right. but... So
0: have you guys listened to Whoopty? Whoopty? I have, yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> have you guys listened to his new banger? Bop. What, what this... Yeah, so Bop.
2: I I I got introduced to him with his new song and then i went back and
0: looked at other you got introduced to him with the new song wow you are lucky bro all right i'm sorry cj i i have to go in for a second bro so i I'm, i want to play this new song so you you, you listen to the uh john and, and uh i guess krita I'm, i just want to go back to bob bop is his new song so whoopty if you haven't listened to it you've missed i mean it, it, it pretty much was a viral hit so you've at some point had to have listened to it, it kind of went off on tiktok um and you know, he kind of had a little bit of a buzz going. He's kind of like the new 6'9-ish, doing that drill shit. He's kind of taking over a little bit for pop smoke. Here's the thing with CJ, he fucking can't rap. This dude cannot rap at all. So let's listen to, to, to Bop real quick. Let's listen to a little bit of Bop and I'll, I'll so you see what I mean. Yeah, made. just
2: do like uh less than 30 seconds.
3: <laughs> I think my bop now. <laughs> <laughs> we stop
0: Wait, one second, one second. Let me let me share real quick so you guys all see what I see. See the visual? See the visgies. All right.
3: Top now. I got to stick to the now. Huh? down. in spot now. I cannot stop now. She yelling, I she want to fuck with a wolfie. I feel like groovy hitting my phone like baby, come do me. We making a movie, she wanna pull up and give me the pesos, I'm counting
0: the pesos, I gotta stick to the cheese like gaso, then we making a mess. Did you, okay, all right, that's all I got. I think was, that's, that's you all I wanted see. Okay, what did he say in any of that? Can, hold, on, hold on, hold on,
1: hold on, hold on, we, what, okay, so I, okay. <laughs> I get it that like this guy comes off as like a direct replica of like other artists or whatever. Cause I read an article about how like, you know, like he, he his, there's a lot of like, even like down to the ad libs in some of these rappers is the same shit or something like that, right? But I- I'm gonna just stand on this edge right here and just say, there's a lot of rappers where I don't even understand what they talked about in a lot of their songs, it just
0: sounds good. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I guess. You're right. You're right. You're right. Okay. So I think as long as you can say shit fly, it flies. I got you. But right. I don't think that he can get away with that. I, I'm i still in my brain. I'm like that guy. You know that meme where the dude's kind of like he, – he's looking like mad confused. That's uh-huh. how my face turns when I'm listening <laughs> to this dude.
2: Yeah. I, it's, like- it's not good, but – yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like what he did was like, it's basically just like, um like basically taking a bunch of leftovers, like in the fridge and just dumping it in a bowl and just
0: trying it out. And you know, did or- you guys notice that he uses the same vocabulary in both like the whoopty and the bop song? Like, it's like he like took the same lyrics and just like moved a few words around and it's the same song, but like different, yeah. like kind of different. Like he's plagiarizing himself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, it like. I, the, the, the vocabulary is very, uh, you know, undeveloped, I guess. I, I don't yeah. understand why this dude's going off right now. I, you know, obviously, right. like, Pigeons and Planes wrote a, a, a blog about him, and, that like, I, that's where I'm getting from. I, I'm actually getting it. Like, I've been thinking this, but this week I felt validated in thinking it because Pigeons and Planes wrote that article, and I thought they, they came up with a, a really, really, really good article on, like, why this – CJ, dude, is ass. I'm sorry, CJ, but it's true. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, I've, I've seen a couple of people in my time on actually saying the same shit. So I, I no longer feel alone in thinking that this dude is ass. Um, so I, you know, it is what it is. John, what do you guys say about it? Look, man. I think that there's
1: mad rappers out there that do the same shit that pick out all the same like high level details and just execute on them, right?
2: Yeah. It's
1: like, like, I can't really be mad at CJ for like getting it to work. Cause I mean, like we're talking about him right now. And like, he has a lot of views on YouTube, man. And like that whole thing is like, we just talked about like unity and hip hop and stuff like that. That shit is not like if a, if a Boston rapper made that, like they would not have that kind of traction.
0: You know what yeah. I mean? But I feel like that, like his, um, his whole thing. I think is when you look at somebody one who could be a plant, and two mm-hmm. who could be um, uh, literally career driven through hot beats. I think he's an example of both those things. I think I heard that his um, his uncle was the former president of Bad Boy Records. Bad Boys. Okay, okay. So he's gotten in the record industry, mm-hmm. and then also. The drill beat is hard. The drill shit is hard. I fucking love the beats. He, what he does with it, I think is very little and it adds nothing. Besides a kind of like a coolish kind of guy flow, but he doesn't really add anything to it. And so like, I, I don't know, I, I don't, I don't think he's anything special. I don't know why New York people are just like, I don't know, uh jumping on this dude's bandwagon, but it, I don't see it. I don't see it. Yeah, I'm not sold. Gotta come, so gotta come back. He left the chat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chris, Chris <laughs> having some issues right now. Chris, has, he's having some issues right now. But fuck it, We're gonna, uh, we gonna. That's all we really have to talk about. Um, so unless you want to say some more shit about CJ, CJ, I'm sorry, you ain't for me, bro. You ain't for me. Um, you know, we could, we can close it out here. Thank you guys for joining us. If you guys fuck with what we do, make sure you guys like, comment, subscribe, hit that bell button, and go to all so you guys get all of our notifications. It's cold out there, cop a hat, cop one of these new grindhouse hats, we will hand deliver it to you. So please go out there and support us. There's also a ton of shit on the grindhouse store for for you guys like mugs and hoodies and whatnot. So uh, definitely got your your winter gear covered for you if you guys wanna support us. Uh, Thank you, thank you, John, for joining us. Uh, Incredible, hopefully you're alive somewhere. I don't know where you went, peace.